PFT Media. You are now listening to Cinema Crespedition. Radio Show. Everybody likes it. Listen to a shit. What's up all you cool kids and cool cats? Check it out, the free feed of Cinema Crespediso. Nice to know you're still checking things out or maybe stumbling around and finding this by accident somehow. I have no idea how that's happening. We've been around a long time, guys. Uh, but this is your best of January 2022 episode. That's right. Everything went behind the paywall at patreon.com slash Crespediso as of January 1st, 2022. But I didn't want to abandon this feed. Didn't want to abandon you freeloaders completely. So here is a, I don't know, I think it's a decent length best of episode. I pulled little segments from episodes 469 through... 472 and you're gonna hear them in chronological order coming up next i didn't pull anything from our other episodes so what else can you hear at patreon.com slash so well there's our best of 2021 also slash worst of 2021 episode you can hear that where drew and i talk about our favorite and least favorite movies of last year we have our deep dive movies on john carpenter's the fog on Unforgiven and Rolling Thunder. And then of course, of course, there's a thing that's brand new, the Crespo Disco. A whole music episode that I'm gonna start putting out once a month, the first Wednesday of every month. So you're not gonna hear stuff from those episodes. No, instead what you'll be hearing, including but not limited to, you'll be hearing uh, some reviews on Wheel of Time and Station Eleven, and the video game Yakuza Zero from our episode 469 Media Diet. Yakuza Zero is an awesome game, and I love talking about it. Episode 470, we do some rest in peace obituaries on Peter Bogdanovich and Sidney Poitier. Poitier! So you can listen to that. And then following that in 471, the beginning of our ninth anniversary episode, we got a gift for the studio. I told you all about it a little after some Dwayne Johnson talk. And then uh, we talk about Tom Holland possibly hosting the Oscars and Steve Harvey declaring comedy to be deceased. And finally, this best of will end with a listener contribution from episode 472, a Mad Libs game provided by Cremella. It ended up turning out pretty good. It's pretty funny. We're actually thinking of doing it again because that's how much fun we had. So here's the best of. Best of of January 2022. And if you like what you hear, obviously I'm doing this to entice you to sign up at patreon.com slash So You can pay $1 or $2 a month and that gets you access to everything. If you pay $3, $4, or $5, then you're actually supporting the show. And we really appreciate that. So patreon.com slash so check it out. Here's your best of, and stay easy, everyone. Uh, so instead, 
I did finally catch up on the Wheel of Time. Yes. Episode eight, season finale. Uh huh. And first off, I was like, so we're gonna find out about the Dragon Reborn. What season four? Season five? How long? <laughs> oh is this shit! Journey? Season finale? Season finale? <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah. That's wild. Uh huh. That's wild. Yeah. I w- I did not. I. Like, I knew we were going to get there. Didn't think we were going to get there that quick. The speed of which they do this story is shocking. Well, all that means is there must be how much more fucking story to tell? Well, okay. Yeah. (laughs) 14 books, right? 14 books? I mean, Jesus. Apparently, this is what I heard. This season is a mashup of the first four books. Okay. So they're cutting out quite a bit. They're leaving a lot to us to be like the history of the Aes Sedai and Amaran seat, Amaran throne, and all that stuff. Like those, the books spend way more time getting into all that backstory. And we're just getting like, yeah, and we get it in like a line of dialogue, you know? Well, a line of dialogue and like. When a dude spends two paragraphs t- speaking about mm. what a city looks like, or three pages, yeah. like we we get a, we get an overshot of the city, yep. and we get all of that in about ten seconds. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we can actually see what it takes a long time to describe. You're so correct. Oh. Yeah. So, so they found a way to compress it in a way that's like, damn, this thing, it's kind of flying. I mean, yeah, no, it flew. It went by real quick. Went by, it goes by quick. Um, I don't. It's funny, we talked about all the, the people in the group, the possible Dragon Reborn. Of course, it's the one that everyone's like, I don't like this yep. face-punchable guy. <laughs> Fuck yep. this guy. I don't like his face. I don't it's like this guy. Something about I want to punch. Something about this guy. I don't like him. Now, he's the guy, but then they make a big point of being like, yeah, but there's a reason why there's five of you. It's a, like, one needs to rest, some sort of thing. Yeah. And then, like, they kill Nynaeve. I was like, oh, shit. But then they bring back Nynaeve. I was like, well, then what's the point? <laughs> Like, was I supposed to well, care then? I, I this mean, is the second time in the season I mean, that she's supposedly, quote, got, like, killed or taken from I mean, divorce. I guess yes and no. Right? It's like, what's the... The other ladies died in that instance. Yeah. Uh-huh. That was pretty wild. The, the, yeah. Took all the energy the, of the world to it, fight the Trollocs. Uh-huh, and, and their fucking eyes and brains just burned out. Yeah, yeah. It was fucking insane. They, they totally burned themselves out. And that one lady was like, I can't let go. It was yeah. too much and, and too amazing. And she died. Uh, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Such a mix of like things I really, really like and things I'm like, nah, nah. you know, but I think overall it's mostly things I really like. I mean, yeah. I mean, the, I'm not sure if it can justify the amount of money they spent making that thing, though. Jesus Christ. Man, they did. I mean, I mean, it was good, but it wasn't that good. They, they spent a ton of money, and um, I don't even think it's as much as they've spent on the Lord of the Rings show that's going to come out no. soon, too. They were really going all in on, on big budget serial sci-fi uh, fantasy. They want their next Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones has become like... What's the next Game of Thrones? They want they want it so bad. They want it so bad. Um, I'm checking here real quick. I have I have an email from Ron. Uh, I'll go ahead and just uh, I'll, I'll read it because I think it's all. This is all wheel, wheel time. of time, wheel of time. So uh, here, let's talk about some with, with Ron's email. Let's talk about some wheel of time. And I guess spoiler alerts for wheel of time. Uh, sure, maybe yeah, for the I next guess. few minutes. Here's Ron. So I'm having an argument with a friend I had for a while who also read the books. He said the wheel of time is a bad show due to bad acting. And bad casting. Do y'all agree? I did not. I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, the acting is fine. Yeah, I, nothing's blowing me away. But I, I don't know. But I mean, I like child. I like ch- the guy who's playing Child Valda. Yeah, I like that guy a lot. I I do like that. It's people that I don't know for the most part. Yeah, Rosalind so. Pike and uh... <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. That's so yeah. I'm totally okay with you know seeing new talent at least for me. Yeah. I mean I'm sure all these people have done things in the past. Probably then you know the they got their own little fandoms maybe. Yeah 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 sure. Uh, I think yeah we don't we haven't read the books so we have no preconceived notion as to what anything. these characters are supposed to be like. Yeah. So the casting is informing us a lot. Uh-huh. So we we can't really judge on that. I think. 
Uh, yeah, that can's fine. That's fine. I think it's fine. Um, back to Ron. I did not like the last episode. Here are the reasons why. Matt was supposed to confront Payton Fane. Payton Fane? That dude, uh, that guy was like, you think it came to your town just to sell lanterns? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Matt was supposed to confront him. But again, Barney leaving the show in mid-episode does that. COVID hit then, I think. That's why they only had the few women like they did. Because they probably didn't have much to work with in COVID. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Imagine. Because she's like, give me all the women who can. And then yeah. there's like five. Five. Yeah. <laughs> As opposed to like hundreds. That makes that makes a lot of sense. Lolyle should not be dead. Lolyle? Lolyle? Should not be dead. Which one died? I guess one of the girls? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The one power does not resurrect the dead, so Nynaeve should be passed out, not brought back by Egwene. Okay. Okay. The blight was cool. Blight is cool. Yeah, that one that dude is like uh, stuck in the root and uh-huh. everything. Is like, yeah, that's some fucked up shit. That's exactly the thing you expect from a, a fantasy novel. Uh, yes. A part of the world that's fucked up, taken over by the evil, yeah. and then like people gro- like grotesque things. In there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Also, Rand is supposed to stay and have Lan teach him to fight. All right, land, land, man, mind dragon. Guy who's so close to man dragon, but not quite. <laughs> mind dragon. <laughs> dragoin. <laughs> People said land character is too soft and too emotional. Like they have this stoic measure character in the book who says very little and shit, but as a TV show, actors got to act and tell us since you don't have inner monologues to listen to. That's very true. Mm-hmm. That's very true. Have you all started The Expanse? Yes. You have? I need, I'll, I'll start it. It's four episodes in. Only four in? Okay. Well, there's only six, I think, for the season. Oh, okay. Well, then I'll definitely start it so we can do our episode. Have y'all started The Expanse? I ain't till it over. I have a thing when I know it's the last season. I just don't care anymore. It is weird. Hope to hear about Mystic Quest soon. Uh, Ron. Also, Drew, hope your hand is well. Yeah, it is. Despite all the vile and evil in your <laughs> soul, I care about you genuinely, buddy. Thanks. Oh, what a nice guy. Um, Drew already watched Mystic Quest. I need to watch it. So Mythic we can, Quest. Mythic Quest? He wrote yeah, Mystic. We, I need to watch it so we can uh, talk about it in more in depth. Yeah. Uh, I need to watch Ted Lasso so we can talk about that. And uh, I need to start on The Expanse. And The Expanse will have its own episode for sure. For sure. And we have an email from Gabe that I will forward to you now while it is in my site, and you can read it in the second half of the show. Perfect. There you go. Um, yeah, Wheel of Time is cool. I'm looking forward to season two. Yes. Uh, I would like to see more. I'll definitely like to see more. We got that. We have season two of Raised by Wolves. Uh, what are the new shows that we have? That's got to be fucking. Oh, yeah, it better be. <laughs> it's season one set a table for a wild season two. I mean, if. People like Vikings. Uh, Netflix has a new Vikings series coming out. Coming out? Yeah. Like Vikings, Vikings? Yeah. Like from it, that show? Uh, or just Vikings in general? It's called Vikings Valhalla, so it's like 300 years later. Oh, okay. So, so it's just because still the Vikings are. Same, I mean, same showrunners and all that? Like the same? I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. I think they're just trying to capitalize on a show that went out even still with a bang. Mm. People didn't like it very much. And then in video game world, Vikings stuff is still big. Assassin's Creed, did they do a whole Viking thing recently? Yes. Yes, they did. Right. Uh-huh. The Vikings are going to be like zombies. Eventually, people are just going to get sick of them. Hey, shit. That means it'll be a success for a while. <laughs> I mean, we got the Northmen. That's a sort yeah. of Viking-ish. Right? Viking-ish, that is. That's they, all Vikings. Vikings like Conan the Viking. Viking Conan yeah. the Viking, essentially. It's a good trailer. It is. That Northman trailer is good. fucking crazy as hell. And it's crazy that it's like, it's focus features, so... That they're owned by Comcast. They have a distribution. It's going to come out in like 2,000, 2,500 theaters minimum. It's getting a marketing campaign. Yeah. Look at this thing. It looks bonkers. It is. It does not look mainstream. No. 
but it looks awesome. It does. <laughs> I'm looking very much forward to it. And I'm wondering, like, psychically, is are we as a movie-going public country, psychically, are we, like, is that where we're at? Like, we need we need stuff like this. Well, I mean, <laughs> we need to I mean, watch stuff like this. I mean, maybe. I mean, we're going to see Alexander Skarsgård killing people and Brutally. fucking what's-her-face, uh, you know, playing mind games with everybody. Uh, and and uh, Anya Taylor-Joy. Anya Taylor-Joy, yeah. Anya Taylor-Joy. Reuniting with her witch director. Mm-hmm. Man, it's going to be good. Um, she's an adult now, not a child. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's already been... How long has it been since The Witch? Seven a, years? A while. Fuck. Time sucks. Time. <laughs> I yeah. hate it. Time's a thing. It happens. Time's a thing. It's destroying us. Uh, it's a wheel. It keeps turning. Turning and turning. It, it, it's a wheel of time, Chris. It's a wheel of time. Um, I watched the first three episodes of Station Eleven. Okay, I haven't watched it yet. That's what I did with my New Year's Eve, uh, falling asleep halfway through episode mm-hmm. four, right around eleven forty-five at night. So go. close, so close. So, I, so I, I close. didn't even try. You didn't even try? No, didn't even try. Uh, yeah, no, we we almost made it. Um, so yeah, I watched the first three eps. Very, very well made show. Uh, interesting changes that, uh, if I can recall, the way they did it. Um, because I read the book last year, like I'm pretty sure they made a pretty significant change in the beginning that I like quite a bit. It actually makes sense, and um, it's good. It's a good show. It's the uh, you know trigger alert for a pandemic because it, it's a flu pandemic uh-huh. that wipes everything out. And then 20 years later, it's the year 20, and a traveling group called the Traveling Symphony. It's musicians and actors go from like little settlement to settlement, preaching, not preaching, performing. And then there's a uh, the cult leader is out there charismatically creepily greasily putting together his cult uh i think his big thing is um there there's no before like stop thinking about no. the before times there's only now there's only now which kind of makes sense yeah it kind of makes sense but then this other guy keeps popping up it's like i want to invite you to the museum of civilization and he's trying to get them to go out of their normal route to come to his museum uh which man it, it's, it makes me remember in the book the museum <laughs> oh yeah that's awesome um, it's a really good book. And it's also a small book. It's 200 pages, maybe. It's a short read. It's pretty quick. I read it in like a weekend, maybe. Mm-hmm. So I'm interested in seeing how they get even more than two seasons out of it. But I do feel like I can see how they're making it a little longer. Also, you know who's in this goddamn show? Lori Petty. Remember Lori Petty? Uh-huh. She's in this goddamn show. Awesome. I, last time I saw Lori Petty was uh, when she did New York Lotto commercials in the late 90s. <laughs> that was the last time I saw Lori Petty. And now she's in the show pretty big character um mackenzie davis is the lead actress she's great and, and uh, there's like some flashback scenes uh at least early on and we get a lot of uh himish patel himish himish oh, his okay. first name. he's good he's really good it's a good show also uh, in a very small role uh but important role gabriel garcia bernal bernal why am i struggling with that one gayal garcia bernal you know what i'm talking about little spanish gay maybe uh, the guy who's not the other little Spanish guy. <laughs> There's him, and then who's the other one? <clears throat> the one who's in the uh, uh, Rogue One, Diego Luna. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> right. There's Diego Luna, and there's Gael Garcia Bernal. They're like interchangeable, kind oh, of. Okay. I think they're both in Casa de mi Padre, even maybe. Anyway, it's a good show. I like it. HBO, good stuff. Some video game stuff. First off, uh, I'm going to have to buy a copy of Yakuza 0 because it got pulled off the, the game pass. And you want to continue playing it. I got to continue. I'm only <laughs> in Chapter 3, man. I got so far to go in this huge game. And Chris still wants to play And I want to continue playing it. And also, it came out on PS3. Yeah, so it's... It's, la- an, it's, oh, it's an old fucking game. Yeah. And it still looks 
great. Well, it's because you haven't had a video game. You haven't played the new new. I've been playing some new new. Yeah, so. I, am, I, I have been playing some new new like, that I've been talking about. But it, <laughs> I wonder if it's like a remastered version or if the Xbox is like up boosting. Well, yeah, I mean, of course. You know, it's like a combination of these yeah. things maybe. But it, like, I mean, obviously when the cutscenes and animatics, their faces and stuff looks kind of like a little older. Um, still looks good, but older. But like when you walk around the city and stuff, it's it's a uh, incredibly realized um, world that you're running in. I started doing chapter three, where now you're a whole different character and you're a manager of a cabaret, which is these places where uh, dudes go to drink and then girls uh, will sit down with you just to drink with you. And uh, and, and, it's, and it's you most, spend a lot of money on. You spend a lot of money on just pay, paying for drinks and paying for them to drink, and they get you to drink, and it's all that's all that's oh, all. It is. And then there's yeah. a band playing. Uh, it was like a twenty minute. To start the chapter, it was like a minimum twenty minute, uh, like cutscene animatic <laughs> was just laying down the story and the acting and the characters. There was a character reveal at the end. I was like, "Whoa, this guy is what?" Like, I, never, I wasn't even expecting that. Like, I was, I'm into the story. Yeah. It's a stupid story, and it's so and so serious. But then, like, you can do things like uh, I played, I played darts for at least forty five minutes once. I'm trying to beat this guy in cricket. God, it was so, so frustrating. <laughs> Because then after you play one game and you win, the guy's always like, oh, let's play a game, but for more money, and, and I'm going to buy you a drink. And yeah. then you take a shot. Now the board's all wobbly and yeah. shit. Like, motherfucker. Um, and then you can go to a, a video arcades. To, for You pick up cards around town that have pictures of girls in them. I started picking up cards. I was like, why, why, why are these <laughs> cards? And then I stumble into this business where this guy's like, because uh, I can't read the signs. Yeah. I stumble in. It's like, oh, 800 yen to, to watch a video. And then a thing pops up and it's all the cards you collected and you can pick the girl. And you can watch a video of watch, her. Watch a video. And then and then it cuts to a scene of you like sitting at a TV. <laughs> and then the TV is actual video. Not an animated, yeah. but like real video of a girl, which just must be real, girls and bikinis with like big balloons and in hot tubs and you know it's, it's sexy but it's pornographic but, but, but not yeah, yeah. you know well, no I nudity mean, it's, whatsoever it's but Japanese it's Japan. they have weird laws and then to hammer it home when you whenever the video ends or if you hit B to like skip it because it's, it's all it yeah. is uh, it, the final shot is a shot of the like an ashtray that's empty and then a box of tissues and then your guy just goes whew, Oh yeah! No, I see what's going on uh-huh. here. My yeah. badass ex Yakuza guy just jacked off in a video booth <laughs> in a business in Japan. Yeah, um, this game is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> this game is fucking awesome. I love it. I love it. So I'm gonna have to buy like a, a cheap used copy. So yeah. I can keep it. Oh, I mean, if it's and if it's for the previous platforms, then yeah, you know. yeah, exactly. I should be able to get it super cheap. Yeah, I'm not too worried about that at all. Um, a couple of titans have passed away, uh, both old, <laughs> like they did it, they succeeded at life, they made it to the end, past the end, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. this isn't really, it's not tragedy, it's not that sad. Peter Bogdanovich dies. Oh. Peter Bogdanovich, actor. Old man. Old man, 82. Old, very, very old, very rich man. Yeah, not that old, but old. He's past no. the average lifespan, right? Um, as long as you make it past 80, as far as I'm concerned, you've succeeded. You did it. You succeeded. You did it. And then if you make movies uh, that are very well regarded in their time, such as The Last Picture Show and Paper Moon and What's Up, Doc, then uh, then you definitely succeeded. 
uh, Last Picture Show is uh, Peter Bogdanovich is kind of a big character in, quote, character in um, Easy Rider's Raging Bulls because doing The Last Picture Show was seen as a sort of, it's just about a couple of guys in a sleepy town. They're hanging out. There's a, it ends with like a, a fist fight at the end. You know, it's not like any big story or anything, but it was, the acting is so good. It's got a very young Jeff Bridges. Uh, people really love that movie and they were like, this is like the next, Citizen Kane. This is the next new wave of cinema, and he was just doing well. I'm watching all these like Italian neo realism and French films. I'm just distilling all this shit and bring it to America, mm -hmm. right? Because he was also a film critic at the time. He was a critic who uh, wanted to make a movie, and the Last Picture Show ends up being a big fucking deal. There's a funny story about that movie that doesn't involve him. Well, I guess it does. Where he shot the fist fight different. More different in a different way, not how you're supposed to. <laughs> okay, quote how you're supposed to. Back then, <clears throat> you know, you've seen this in like on like Bonanza and shit. They just lock the camera and have people doing big swings, yep, and, and then people fly away, fly across yeah. the room, uh -huh. and they run into a table, and it's just big Batman fight scenes, yes. right? Either it's comedy or it's serious; it doesn't change. Um, he shot. The, the whole fight in the way where it's just like, all right, pull your arm back and throw it forward. Okay, cut. Move here. Move the camera here. All right, now just finish. Like, do this. Then he cut the whole fight up into pieces. And then back then, uh, I'm sure they still do it this way, but you would get your films processed very quickly in a lab. And then the next day, you get to see the, the footage from the day before. Some of that goes to the studio, so the studio can see what's happening. So they're looking at that, what's called the dailies, yeah. and they're seeing the fight dailies, and they're seeing how it's just bits and pieces of the fight. And they're like, what the fuck is this? And Editing. They, yeah. Well, they're idiots. They're producers. Not even producers. They're executives. They call the producer. Um, Bob Rafelson, who's also a director, and he's done a lot of stuff uh, on his own. He's also a pretty big character in this in this book. They call him, and they're like, "This guy, this kid, doesn't know what he's doing. This fight scene isn't gonna work. It looks insane and ridiculous the way he's shooting it." He's like, "Okay, let me see. Let me look at it, and I'll get back to you." He watches the footage. He calls them back, and he guys, you guys, he says, "You guys are insane. This thing's gonna cut like butter." <laughs> <laughs> you guys are yeah. dumb. Editing, <laughs> editing, editing. He knows what he's doing. And uh, and it, it's like it was a big seismic thing at its time. Yeah. I've never seen it. There you go. Maybe twenty twenty two will be the year. Is the year that I do see it? it. Makes sense. Peter Bogdanovich has passed away. What was the last thing he was associated with? Probably in a big way. Sopranos. I think he acted in Sopranos. Anyway, also dead. Sydney Poitier, yes. ninety four years Ooh, old. Yeah. Honestly, when I saw Sydney Poitier dead, I was like. What, like now? <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 he hasn't been dead for a couple of years? Yeah, is this an old obituary? What's going on here? Um, yeah, I guess he's just really keeping a low profile, maybe. Well, he's a fucking know. old ass man. 94 years old. He earned his retirement for sure. Uh, Hollywood Trailblazer, another one who I've seen. I have seen some of the movies that he's directed. He directed um, uh, three movies with Bill Cosby. Um Let's do it again. A piece of the action in Uptown Saturday Night. Uptown Saturday Night's the one that uh, a character is named Biggie Smalls. A pimp is named. Yeah. That's where that's where they get Biggie Smalls from. That's where Biggie Smalls got Biggie Smalls from. Yeah. And um, two of them are like comedies, and then the third one is sort of like a uh, who was Bill Cosby? Is it, is it Cosby? He's a teacher. He's showing up to the school. It's like I'm gonna turn this school around, and uh, it's not that funny. It's more of a pretty anyway. It ends with everyone dancing over the credits. More movies need to end with people dancing. Over the credits, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I don't care what the movie is. Batman vs. Superman. They dancing over the credits? Dancing, like, at Superman's grave. That, that'd be funny. That'd be awesome. Um, 
I have not seen In the Heat of the Night, which is a big deal, man. That movie was huge. Uh, have you seen that one? Nope. Do you remember the TV show? I I remember hearing about it. Like, I remember the show. I know, I know the show. It was on TV. I didn't watch it. Yes, it was on in the 80s when we were like looking for cartoons. Yeah. But I remember seeing commercials for In the Heat of the Night mm-hmm. starring like fucking Archie Bunker, yeah. right, I think? Um, which is great casting because in the movie it's Rod Steiger who does some uh, John Carpenter stuff. And um, Sidney Portier is a Philadelphia detective going into Missouri or Mississippi or some fucking backwards hillbilly uh, racist-ass place to help someone uh, solve a murder. And then, of course, him and the cop eventually get along. And by the end, the cop is like, you take care of yourself, some shit like that, right? I'm not racist anymore. I'm not. I'm a little less racist now <laughs> because I met one of the good ones. <laughs> and you're like, you're not you're missing the points, my guy. You're missing the points. Anyway, that was a big movie. Turned that into a TV show. Uh, with Archie Bunker, who was known for like you know his character on uh, was it was it the All in the Family? He's like a racist. That's no. the whole point that he's yeah. he's out of touch with society. Uh, which now he'd be storming January sixth. He'd have oh, yeah. congressman calling him patriot yeah. if he was uh, around yeah. today. Uh, so then casting him as like the cop that learns to be slightly less racist is like great. It's like meta casting. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm sorry to use the word meta. I know that's like. Meta, no, it's becoming a bad word now. Meta. Yeah, well, I'm god, god damn you, fucking Zuckerberg. Fucking Zuckerberg. On top of that, with now things being meta, like everything's gotta yeah. be meta on the metaverse. Like, <clears throat> I'm so sick of uh, goddamn. Does it gotta be meta? We were ahead of it. <clears throat> we were ahead of it, but now we're behind it. Mm. Now we're in it. Pretty soon we're gonna be behind. It. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, <clears throat> unless we plug it in the metaverse like everybody else. No. There's already a life. Chris, your, di- your digital soul could live forever. Immediately. Until yeah. the power gets goes out. As soon as it gets or goes they out. Delete a cer- or, or, or they believe that your soul is obsolete and need to, needs to be deleted for room for something. To make room for a better, upgrade. a better battery. Yeah. The the new Energizer. Yeah. Oh, my God. This makes me so sad. So uh, so these guys are dead. <laughs> they, don't, <laughs> they don't have to worry about the metaverse. And then, of course, uh, January 18, we do that every year. Happy birthday to Kevin Costner (laughs) and Dave Bautista. Uh Those guys are are awesome. Um, They they should do an awful post-apocalyptic movie together. Yes. (laughs) It would be awful, and I would love it. There should also be a dog involved. They're they're saving a dog. No, the dog has the cure to the virus. We we can remake a, a boy and his dog. Okay. But with Dave Bautista and Kevin Costner, no. which one's the dog? Bautista, he gives off, okay. he gives off like pit bull well, energy. He, he used to, he's you know slimming down a bit, it's cause softening. Not, it's because he's not taking cycles of steroids every fucking day. Yeah, so. because his job no longer depends on him looking like a monster. Uh-huh. He can now just act like one, and no. and we'll do the rest. Dwayne Johnson didn't get that goddamn note. No, apparently not. No, he's bigger than ever. Yeah, well, I mean, he 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 literally wants to be a superhero, and yeah. he's going to be one. And it's gonna it's funny because everyone else wears muscle suits, and he's his is not muscle suit. His is muscle. Yeah. Well, it's it, specifically Shazam. Chuck Levy was is for sure wearing a puffy yeah. suit. That's funny. That's a weird. And then all the people in the Shazam family, the Shazam family, at the end, they're all for yeah. sure wearing muscle suits. And he's like, let me rip the padding off this thing. <laughs> there you go. Now you can see my muscles. I'm like, oh my God, that's right. We're working with Dwayne Johnson. Why would we put padding in this fucking suit? Unless it's for like stunts. But he's not, he's not getting, but, but then how do you get a stunt double? But he, he's an ex professional stunt man. That's true. That's true too. Live stunt man. <laughs> Doing I mean, stunts. It's like going to Universal's stunt he, show. That's what he did for a living. Yeah, that's true. 
this one he gets to say like cut all right i need a break <laughs> i landed on this pad wrong <laughs> seven bucks production yeah that's the name of his uh thing right mm-hmm. him and his ex-wife who is his business partner i mean they they, they, they got they, divorced but continue working if together. they make money together then don't fuck with it apparently that money's strong enough to do whatever <laughs> whatever failed marriage yep. they have is like nope doesn't matter She's still like picking his projects and they're making tons. Like we talked about last week, Red Notice is the number one Netflix watched movie of all time in its first like 20 days or yeah, something. Yeah, it's not good at all. No. <laughs> no, it's not. So it's our, it's our ninth anniversary, Drew. Mm-hmm. So, you know. So what is that? Is that, uh, is that, is that wood? Is that glass? Is like, that a punch in the face? It's so funny to know exactly where I'm going. I think so. <laughs> one, one is like a tinfoil gift, right? Okay. And then five is like wood or something. Yeah. I'm pretty sure nine is a, a Pazuzu. A Pazuzu? So we got a Pazuzu, a ninth anniversary Pazuzu for the studio. There you go. Drew's holding a Pazuzu. Okay. Cool. S- straight up uh, Mesopotamian uh, uh, river river god if you say so of the wind demons he's, he's, he's got oh the god king he's the god king of the river demon okay cool yeah he's got a totally erect penis yeah he's pretty erect uh, <laughs> he's a horny dude Pazuzu I like it <laughs> Pazuzu is uh, for people wondering at home is definitely the um, from the exorcist I I, I, I enjoy uh, the old gods this and that's one of the oldest ones. <laughs> you, you dig it up in a site in Egypt somewhere, you take it home, and then bad things happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, not, it's not good. Or cool things happen, depending on the way you're looking depending at it. Depending on your POV. Yeah. If you're just watching from the outside, you're good to go. So we got a ninth anniversary of Pazuzu. So ninth happy anniversary. <laughs> Hooray. Hooray. Not that that's introduced into our life. Look at that thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, I've seen, way, I've seen way worse things in my life, oh. so... Yeah, but to invite it into the studio and be like, all right, you have a home here between the Peanuts and the Batman Buddha. Yeah, uh huh. Between the Batman Buddha and the Peanuts and the Crystal Eagle. Oh yeah, that was my grandma's. <laughs> that was my grand. That's that's in, mem- in memory of Blanca Santiago. <laughs> Caw. Let me see. Moving on. Oscars twenty twenty two. Drew Sikagran will have a host. Okay. It's the first time in like three or four years that they're gonna have a host. Okay. Um, in the past, when they do the Oscar ceremony, they have the hosts pick like five months in advance. This ceremony is in like two months, so it's going to be yet another shit show. But their ratings have been declining like crazy. Uh, I haven't watched the Oscars in years. You stopped watching it years ago, like detailed on the show. People listening to the show over years have seen it happen. <laughs> Drew's disinterest go from nothing to less than nothing. Yeah. Um, but there is rumor. How would you? How do you make? How do you get people to watch the Oscars for the first time in any sort of significant number uh, after a few years? I mean, I I guess a decent host. A decent host. A host that people will be like, I'm going to tune in to watch this guy. Uh, What was just one of the biggest movie launches ever that just happened? I mean, but the Spider-Man? We've got the (laughs) Spider-Man. And who's who's a hippie young cat? That everyone seems to like. That's likable and can probably read off a teleprompter. Uh, Tom Holland? Who Who do you think just threw his hat out there in the ring? Like, hey, I could host the Oscars. Spider-Man. Tom Holland's <laughs> been like, oh, let, me, let me do it. Rumors have it that we may be getting a Tom Holland hosted Oscars. That, that's just purely to get people to watch. I mean... I guess I don't care at all. The, 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 wow. Yeah. yeah. No, I don't care at yeah, all. Yeah, no, nothing will get you. What could I mean, so, let me see. I know. <laughs> no. Uh, what if what if what if I told you we had a Hmm. A two, what if we did it with a Tupac hologram? Would you watch the Oscars? No, of a, no? What if, that'd be so bad. <laughs> that'd be that'd be like one of the worst. Got a Tupac uh 
Im- uh, impressionist like doing the uh, yeah. off off screen. No, off stage. Bad. Um, Too many people saying death row. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not here to talk about death row, guys, in any shape or form. Uh, yeah, maybe we'll see. There could be a Tom Holland Oscars. Like a couple years ago, like maybe 10 years ago, uh, 70, 60 million people tuned in to watch the Oscars. Like three years ago, it was down to 25. Last year, it was down to 10. But also last year was a weird thing where it was like, well, what? I got Peacock. Can I watch it on Peacock? I know you can watch this on, but, but it's like, is it, is it weird? was it even on Peacock or is it ABC? It's like, how do you watch a thing without cable anymore? I don't know. I read the news the next morning. Yeah, you just read <laughs> Who won? Okay, that's cool. I'll just go to Twitter. I'll just read this Twitter thread. Um, Steve Harvey proclaimed that political correctness has killed comedy. Excuse me? So rest in peace, comedy. So the, the man who was, whose entire career went from comedy to sad comedy like he's a he's a tv judge now yeah he's doing that tv judge thing yeah that's part of the story so like he, he's he still doing sh- it he needs to shut his mouth <laughs> family feud like it's all it's all, it's all jokey jokey comedy stuff it's, be quiet <laughs> uh i think part of it is there's a separate story about how um there's a clip from this judge show where i don't know it's a judge show it's so stupid couples arguing right and uh, steve harvey being like hey i'm a judge hey listen to me so uh, he calls this guy stupid. He's like, you're the stupidest guy ever, man. And then he like takes out his phone and he takes a picture of him. He's like, let me take a picture of you. And this guy, this is white guy, is laughing. He's like, <laughs> chuckling, yeah, he gives him stupid. Somehow he's not like appreciative of, mm-hmm. his, of this woman. I, oh, and now I recall. He's like, you got three children with this woman and you won't marry her? Something like that. It's so stupid. And uh, like, you're stupid, man. Apparently, the ABC brass, because it's an ABC show, straight okay. up like network TV. Well, that's big money, big dog there. So they pulled him in and they were like, uh, we don't like you, you know, just calling people stupid like that. You know, it doesn't feel doesn't feel right. And he sees that's like, oh, I'm being attacked by the political correct mob. You know, that's where all this is coming no, from. Be, be a little more creative with your words, Steve. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, just, we just call him stupid. Like, <laughs> can you be better than that? He's like, no, this is my comedy. Comedy is dead. Rest in peace. It started with Aristotle. Is it dead with me, Steve Harvey? <laughs> what is that? Ridiculous. That's a that's like a 2,500 year run for comedy. That's a good run for comedy, though. Yeah. Good run. Good run, comedy. <laughs> R.I.P. R.I.P. Good run, guys. We did it. So I guess that's all that's left is tragedy then. Oh yeah. Because <laughs> if comedy's dead, then but if, all that stuff is tragedy. Man, but. Can can you have tragedy without a comedy though? I mean, well, it's two sides of the same coin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The dualism of man. I hate the dualism of man. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, uh, we got an email from Carmella. What up, Carmella? Hey, dudes, you'll need a pen and paper to complete this Mad Lib. Fuck. All right, no, I got you. I got you. I got a pen here. You got a pen? I got a pen. Or actually, do I need? And a I pen? have, and I have, I have the back of a piece of paper. I have a piece of paper. I have the back of a piece of paper here. Okay, so you're good to go. I have, I'm good. All right, all right. Uh, I think it will work better if Drew answers the fill in the blanks and Chris records them and does the reading part. There we go. No offense, Drew. Not no, taken. No, all right, well, we won't switch it up. So I'm gonna write the things down. Yes. All right. I shall record your answers. All right. So number one. Yes. A 60s, 70s, or 80s show that I watched just a few times. So what's something that you've barely... A rerun of something you watched growing up just a few times. I mean, so many. There's so many reruns. 
I'm just trying to think of something that I've watched like only a couple times. Like, oh, I watched an episode of that. Sure. Um, you know what? Sanford and Son. Hey. <laughs> Number two. Name any Australian animal. I'm going to go with a uh, kangaroo. Ah, uh, kangaroo. Because they're fun. Oh, I'm a kangaroo. An Eastern Europe. Number three. An Eastern European country. <laughs> uh, we're going to go with uh, Czechoslovakia. All right. Oh, I guess. I guess. I guess not. Not not the the Czech Republic. I guess. Czech Republic. The Czech Republic. (laughs) Four, a single digit number. Uh, three. All right. Five. Favorite sci-fi director. Ooh. (sighs) Ah, fuck, 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 fuck. Ridley Scott. Uh Yeah, man. At least right now. Yeah, fucking hey. Six. A star. Blade Runner. A star from the Friends TV show. Ooh. Ah, uh, man. Uh, uh, Matt LeBlanc. That was Joey, right? Yeah. <laughs> Matt LeBlanc. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Number seven. Your age multiplied by two. So is seventy-eight. All right. Eight. Any cryptocurrency. Ah, uh, give me a man. I want like the silliest one I can think of. <laughs> uh, a betterage coin. I think the Dr- Dr- I, I, I think I think Dogecoin is the silliest Dr- one. Doge, fucking Doge. Uh, nine. Any actor from a Fast and Furious movie? Uh, we're gonna go with Paul Walker. Perfect, because he's dead, and, and that's gonna make things maybe even funnier. Talk about Pablo. <laughs> <laughs> Number ten. A bag you've seen play live the most often, man. Is that minus the bear? How many times have you seen that? I'm trying to think. How many times have like you seen Ben Beck? Is that what I'm saying? Like, I'm, try- I'm trying to think here. All the shows. You've seen Mastodon a few times, haven't you? A lot. Well, in the beginning, too. And a lot early, of time. Not early and, Mastodon. And a lot of clutch as Pre- well. Pre-head injury Mastodon. Uh, you know, it's probably minus the bear. It's probably the band I've seen play live the most. I saw them every, every year yeah, for every a time couple they come years. Out, yeah. Number 11, uh, any genre of horror. I'm going to go with uh, Slasher. All right. 12, any boring job or career uh, secretary. Okay. Or what are they What are they called now? Assistant? Admi- Profe- administrative Ad- assistant? Administrative assistant. There we go. Right. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, 13, a bodily fluid. Blood. All right. 14, a mammal plural. So is that like, I don't understand that. Uh, so pick a mammal and we'll pluralize it. Bats, cats, rats, bears, bears. <laughs> Fifteen, an eighties slang word. Ooh, mm. do you know your eighties slang? Ah, not really. I was really young during the eighties, and I'm a nineties slang. So it's like uh, what? No, what, is reefer an eighties slang? No, it's old. <laughs> <for> <laughs> I'm trying to think. 80s slang, like this uh, radical term. 80s thing. Tubular. Tubular. <laughs> is That's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Cowabunga. Tubular. Exactly. Tubular. 16. The first video game system you regularly played as a kid. Nintendo. Yeah. I, I guess you got to read the rest with my stuff. Oh, my God. Welcome, welcome to Entertainment Tonight. And there's big news coming out of Hollywood. Sanford and Son is set to be rebooted as a new series for the Kangaroo Network originating out of... Czech Republic <laughs> for release in three years really Scott is set to produce and Matt LeBlanc is set to direct the pilot Jesus Christ Matt LeBlanc the project I'm sorry I'm supposed to be reading this professionally the project has an estimated budget of 78 million Dogecoin <laughs> okay oh 
that's not much money, actually. <laughs> well, it's the Czech Republic. I <laughs> know uh, I'm not supposed to be doing the commentary. Um, or my le- the leading? Wait, d- no, d- 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 Paul Walker is going to be the lead actor. <laughs> they need to get the update on that one. Maybe they do a hologram. Minus Minus Barris set to record the original soundtrack. That's gonna be weird. It's <laughs> gonna be a weird movie. Oh, I lost the. Uh, it's it slept. It went to sleep. <laughs> right, my yeah. my my, my teleprompter went out. I can't I can't vamp. I'm just a talking head. Um, the slasher. Wait, it'll be. Oh, Sanford Son will be reimagined as a slasher style horror series. Nicholas Cage got a supporting role, playing an administrative assistant who discovers he has a superpower and can transform. Into blood and is able to speak to bears. <laughs> Ghost Crespo from Cinecrest Beasts quote us saying the project sounds totally tubular. Oh, perfect. There we go. That worked. And he'll stream the series using his Nintendo. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. That took a lot of work, but it was a lot of fun. That was very enjoyable. Thanks, Cromella. Thanks, Cromella, for a good time. That made me laugh. That genuinely made me laugh. Hopefully, hopefully everyone else had a good time as well listening to that. That was fun. That was good you should save that. We should do that with people. We should do that. You, you should do that. Just save that game. We'll do it again later. The exact same one. <laughs> you get the exact same one. Maybe on the next ep- or in a couple episodes, but for you. Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll flip it around. We'll do. It. We'll come back to that in a few episodes. I like that. That's a good idea. Okay, we have... Because a Sanford and Son slasher. Sanford slasher <laughs> directed... Produced, produced by Ridley Scott, directed by Matt LeBlanc. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess a Paul Walker hologram. <laughs> or cutouts. His brothers. Still do the thing what they did with Fast and Furious 7. They'll cast his brothers, and then face replace him. It's a Czech Republic. They don't know he's dead. <laughs> They have no idea. They're just wondering, well, how come he's not in these other movies? They're really building up that Brian's missing. From, why am I speaking like a Mexican? That's all terrible. <laughs> That's that was a terrible weird. Czech accent. That was bad. That was really bad. A PFT Media Production.